Hello, dear listener. Editor JT here. We're excited to announce that by the time you're listening to this episode, our fall merch drop will be live at deprogramshop.com. Whether you want a little Fidel peeking out of your frocket, a lovingly recreated Don't Tread on Me sticker, or Hakeem's patented theory-carrying tote, we've got you covered. The drop is live right now through October 15th, so go snag a hat before they're gone. All patrons will also receive a special discount, because you're our favorite little piggies. Thanks for your support, enjoy the merch, and now on to the show. Hello, hello, ladies, gentlemen, and NBs. Today I am literally recording looking like uh, a I'm classic example of a quasi-Slavic <laughs> businessman or whatever the fuck sitting in my in my office shouting at my phone because <laughs> I am an idiot that pr- pretty much has the same headphones for like 10 or 12 years at this point. <laughs> and right as we were supposed to record the episode, they just died on me. Then I continued to ravage the entire apartment behind I mean, there's literally like 15 girls' bags all over the floor because I remembered my partner has like AirPods, so maybe I could use those so that there's no echo while we actually fucking record. She's probably going to murder me when she sees what I did to her like small closet. But uh, we decided, we did the big brain play where I'm recording from a microphone, but in order for the voice not to be as loud of of my two beautiful colleagues right here coming out of the (laughs) computer, I'm actually talking to them on on the phone uh, it reminds me of uh, pretty much 99% uh, of all my time I spent with my dad which was basically him on the phone and me looking up at him so <laughs> I guess uh, all that goes around uh, comes around to an extent that's the the, the one perspective and the other uh, as always the most tortured class of podcasters needs to talk about how tortured they are and the things we do for you this could have easily been postponed etc etc but no, they need to get their content your, your filled and their content filled they should get. <laughs> Absolutely, especially my phone battery. You know how fucking bad it is for a phone to like be in a constant one-hour conversation? And I have a fucking flip <laughs> phone, so it has like half the fucking battery. So, so if you're thinking, oh my God, 20 bucks on Patreon makes no fucking sense for these guys, I will most likely need to buy a new phone after this. That's $1,000 right there. So excuses. Oh my God, excuses. Come on. Headphones as well. Headphones, of course. I can't just go buy $15 headphones because, oh, I'm a professional podcaster. I am uh, laundering Patreon money. No, I have to go buy $100 or $200 headphones. So there you go. This is uh, this is uh, how we siphon your hard-earned shit in order to be able to shout into a microphone. In this case, into a phone. Amen, brother. <laughs> well, I will say, I have been using the same pair of Audio-Technica over your headphones uh, since the beginning of my channel, and they've done really well. Like the cups, the ear cups, they're that fake leather stuff, and they're peeling to hell. So I, every time I take mm-hmm. my headphones off, I've got these little black bits sticking to the side of my face, um, <laughs> which does not count as blackface. It's not enough. Um, but uh, th- I can't recommend these enough. They're great. They they have kept kicking all these years. I've thrown them. I've dropped them down the stairs. <laughs> So uh, Audio-Technica, don't remember the designation. They're like 40 bucks. Uh, go nuts. But anyway, I'm very glad to be back. I, uh, I missed the last two episodes, which is a first for me. I've missed, you know, one or two here and there. I was wondering why I was having so much fun. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. All right. I don't mean this. I do not mean this. Don't make me turn this podcast around. I started this. I can end it. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> but the reason I was gone was because I was on a pilgrimage to, to the holy land of Chattanooga. This was my first time there, and I was enjoying it to the fullest. We were, um, my wife and I are actually uh, trying to decide if we want to move there because 
we, you know, Texas was all right. But now that we have a kid, there's just like not anything to do here in the suburbs. You got to drive 20 minutes to get anywhere. There's no nature stuff to do whatsoever. The only cool city is Austin, and that's three and a half hours away. You can uh, shoot your neighbor, though. That's you true. Can kinda, you can goad him to, co- to come over onto your uh, <laughs> onto your lawn, and then you can, what, the stand your ground law? Defend yeah. your castle, what's it called? It's, yeah, uh, there's, there's stand, <laughs> it's called the stand your ground law or castle doctrine, which sounds okay. really cool. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's actually a time-honored pastime here in Texas. We're like, hey, hey, I bet you wouldn't say that over here on my mm. porch. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you just try God. to co- coax him over and then shoot him. But yeah, Chattanooga was great. It was uh, they have a cool aquarium, <laughs> like a tower defense game, <laughs> like those flash games you played in third grade. <laughs> yeah, uh, the plant one, plants versus zombies. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> angry birds are just fucking throwing chickens. Out. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, <laughs> the, the great, um, great aquarium. I love aquariums. I sent the boys a picture of me in front of a really big crab. Mm. I was like, mm. God should not make creatures this 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 menacing. Like the, the crab was. The body was the size, easily the size of my head, a little bit wider than my head. And then its spindly little limbs were all barbed and jagged and extended like, I don't know, three feet on each side. It was massive. I forget what kind of crab it was. But anyway, that was beautiful. Love Chattanooga. Nice mountains, uh, friendly people, great bars, outdoor stuff, lots of of nature trails, uh, kayaking. Really cool place. Undervalued, I think. I love how, like, from an actual unironic joke here at this show, which started yeah. a year and a half ago about <laughs> us making fun of the name of the place, which turns out it's actually, like, a Native American name, so we we're just being bigoted cunts. But uh, <laughs> I didn't at know. the end of the day, now you're actually migrating there. So <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe, potentially, you, you know. I As love how, uh, you know, how weird this fucking world is. Yeah, something that is make a joke turns to the... into your home. Yeah. The hijra of, 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 to the holy land of, of, of Chattanooga. Yeah. Daughter Chattanooga. <laughs> As he's saying, that's, that's a very niche joke. I don't think anybody's going to get it, but all right. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of your lovely photo, by the way, uh, I didn't even notice the crab because I was too busy being absolutely lost in your oh. uh, in your beautiful curly locks. Oh, you were a uh, very beautiful man. I, I, you I didn't notice photo, the was... eldritch horror emerging from behind my head? <laughs> that thing is menacing. Uh, I, I was... Uh, I was too busy being being absolutely. I, I was too busy losing circulation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the crab was probably uh, as well, man. I've been playing so much Baldur's Gate, and you can basically romance fucking anything that moves there. So nice. uh, the crab right next to you. I mean, I'm really not. I'm like half a furry. Sometimes it can be interesting. Oh Obviously, not into the zoophilia <laughs> bullshit. But a crab, I wouldn't want. I like. I wouldn't watch. You get like railed by crab. What would that even look like? It's probably like made it's of specifically like, JT getting railed no. by a crab. Or? <laughs> no, please. <laughs> specifically JT, talking. yeah. But even though JT okay. can make like it's a patri- anything it's a, it's a sexy, Patreon but a crab, I don't oh, know. Shucks. You could get crabs. Oh my ah. god, I get shot. Ah. Okay, that's a, uh, <laughs> you, you really should. Um, but everybody, please do support us on Patreon, and we will eventually make it happen for your viewing pleasure. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Well, speaking speaking of of uh, what's it called headphones at the at the beginning, N- not not to outshine the boys, but the headphones that I'm using <laughs> is a pair of Wish headphones that I got for no probably less than a dollar if you were to convert <laughs> oh the currency. <laughs> and I still use these. I plug these into my shitty fucking blue Yeti microphone <laughs> that I've had for years. Oh my god! Um, hey, this is this operation still somehow manages to work. I've noticed this. Um, <laughs> I've noticed this thing about me is that I'm incredibly stubborn about 
improving things for yeah. myself like <laughs> yeah. buying anything for i will get work done i will you know that's but... called just being a masochist you you are not stubborn mm. about like it's masochistic i mm. genuinely dear dear listeners i genuinely think he enjoys it he fucking loves it he loves being extremely tired he loves being uncomfortable <laughs> he loves like, life being just uh, um, difficult which shows to me that he definitely is at least 20 percent slavic like like it's it's this, this drive towards beautiful self-destruction but not like the American type of self-destruction where you sit and you wallow in your own desperation and so on. No, this one embraces it. This one still gets everything done while understanding that it could all be done much easier and quicker, (laughs) but refusing to do so because the the mountain is more important than the peak, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly right. I'm Sisyphus. I'm pushing the stupid fucking rock, which is (laughs) new headphones. Yo, it rolled down again. Yes. <laughs> dear, dear, uh, dear listeners, do you know when 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 you go up? It was very lovely. He recommended a fantastic table to me. I still record on my bed. I, I've graduated from underneath my bed to on top of Proud my of bed, you. by the way, um, <laughs> because I stopped caring about the echo that you guys hear, <laughs> and uh, not the boys specifically, our listeners. But um, uh, you go up and basically sat me down. I was like, look, look, you don't need to treat yourself like this. Here's a very good option for a table. He must have told me this around six months ago, <laughs> <laughs> and the tab is still open. By the way, I just oh, never. No. I see, I, I'm looking at the tab. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it eventually. I'll get you it. You fucking animal! Oh I swear to God. <laughs> do, you, do you also have a length of knotted rope on your wall that you can just pick up and flagellate yourself with? Come on! Oh my God! Yeah, no. It's, it's, it's you, when you horrible. see a staircase, do you like climb the the outside wall like Assassin's Creed because it's too oh, difficult? Dude. Or God forbid, an elevator? You probably like would burn up if you see an elevator. Oh my God! Honestly, dude. Do you know? Uh, I by the way, yes, I'm one of those obnoxious people where. Every time I see an escalator, I'm like, no, not for me. <laughs> there you go. I wasn't, I wasn't even fucking kidding. <laughs> but I was going to say, uh, expanding on this point too, uh, I remember this was, when I was back when I was in med school. And uh, I had for eight months straight, I would have this weird chest pain. And I didn't, and this was early on, early enough in my medical career or like being a med student that I didn't realize that it was just a, like a musculoskeletal, it was nothing to worry about. But for those entire eight months, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Is this cardiac? Is this, this is car, uh, like a cardiac in origin? Um, and people would be like, go to the doctor, go see, do something. And then finally, after eight months, I, I, I go and it was nothing, obviously, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> laziness often rewards. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I don't mind that. I am. I am the king of laziness. If, uh, but uh, that's exactly you and my your criticism rotted of tooth. <laughs> yeah, uh, rotted tooth and and sixty hour days working yeah. that f- god god forsaken. Uh, uh, firm, God, happy. Yeah, we but, need to get but you like, out of there. actually, speaking of the tooth, I I now have for at least like a year, uh, you know, my wisdom teeth coming out, and like uh, my back left uh, down wisdom tooth came out, but the other one, he's like he was. 70% still inside and he was really really struggling I was like obviously I need to go to the dentist and I ignored I it for 3-4 months and it idea. pushed through it pushed through and now it's there and it's a perfectly fine healthy tooth I just completely ignored it it hurt like a bitch but it pushed through and now it's really nice and when I bite stuff I have an extra tooth and I'm super fucking happy about it if I went to a fucking dentist he would be like okay for me to check it it's 30 bucks but for me to pull it out it's probably 150 bucks from you know the state coffer so I would be with one less tooth now I, I risk potentially literally inflaming the entirety of my mouth and probably getting some fucking 
thing like throat cancer, but now, there you go, the risk was worth it. I have a completely useless tooth in the back of my mouth. So uh, there you go, <laughs> you was, motherfucking hygienic I'm just cunts. Here, I'm just here vibrating, like when you quoted <laughs> me those prices. <laughs> no, those, those prices. You know what it costs to get a wisdom tooth out here? One single tooth. Yeah, $4,000. It's $4, not that It's not that bad, no. It's depending on if it's like, if it's what's it, impacted or something where it can't come yeah. out fully, that's mm, about eleven hundred dollars per tooth. But that's that's Fuck on my end. So, yeah, so about the, four grand the, for all of them. Dude, do you know how much it costs? I'm not gonna tell you. This wasn't here. I, I had one wisdom tooth removed. I ended up not actually needing to have it removed. But I had a one one removed, and it was in a one of uh, uh, things nondescript lands. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I think it cost me. This was uh, by the way. This is a, a private clinic. You know, I was like, I don't want to. I want to just get the absolute best treatment because it was fucking fucking me up, and I had to get it done quickly. So I wanted the the the, the date the date right like the next day. Mm. Um, and I went and I got it done and the person was super professional and she was a fantastic, like, she was a surgeon, by the way. She was mm. a, that then moved and double specialized, became this, it's complicated. Anyways, uh, I think all in all it cost me like $50. for the, the Yeah, on. everything from the beginning to end, the private treatment, everything. It was, it, she did, she did do a really good job. The thing was fucking hard in there. She had to split my tooth into yeah. it and finally get it out. But yeah, it was a fantastic, fantastic treatment. Uh, 10 out of 10, would do again. I don't, I hope I don't need to, but. That's why when people visit they they like additionally also go and get like uh, checkups and so on especially from the west so uh, JT Hakim Hakim you got uh, you got it covered in your territory but JT when you come uh, and visit me I'm obviously gonna organize all the traveling and clubbing and uh, eating but then there's gonna be three days where you just go from surgery (laughs) to surgery and get fucking (laughs) everything fixed I make all your appointments yeah (laughs) I I tell you what to say Slavic cyberpunk JT coming out of the fucking thing with replace my eyes (laughs) Speaking of which, though, I hope every single person who's listening gives a round of applause as well as uh, immense appreciation for public dental care. I don't know if it exists in the U.S., but exists, I'm sure, in many other countries. It is a godsend. Public dental care. These people are God's work that they're Mm. doing. They're absolutely fantastic, and these people are burdened more than you can imagine with how much work that they have to do. Um, That's why they're always backed up. That's why it's hard to get a a time up, but they're all fucking excellent. I I don't know anything about medical history, but aren't we basically, like, in the last hundred years, the first motherfuckers who don't have, like, rotting teeth and shit? (laughs) Um, Not necessarily, actually. Lots of cultures outside of Europe had uh, different uh, levels of basically dental care or examples of dental care um which included basically abrasive methods to maintain like get rid of plaque as well as different sorts of interdental cleaning so it is a very grain eating european thing (laughs) to have absolutely rotted and 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 like teeth down to the nubs that's not to say that people had dental uh, good dental hygiene uh compared to nowadays but it was relatively better for example, a good example from our regions in, in, in like uh, Arab and Muslim specifically is the siwak, which is a basically a, think of it as a like a, a toothbrush essentially, and this has been used for more than the past thousand years. Huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, George Washington invented the dentistry, though, when he took the teeth of his slaves, a a man really fighting for the freedom of all. What a guy. Well, there you go. Pour one out for for public dentists. Pour out uh, a a cup of tea. The OG dentist, George Washington. (laughs) George Washington. (laughs) 
Hello and welcome everyone to yet another episode of The Deep Program. Today, we are not featuring a guest, but someone who we would absolutely never want to have as a guest. <laughs> a internationally acclaimed, horrible, horrible comedian, wannabe journalist, and rightoid talking head Steven Crowder. We wanted to do something relatively different for our show, but something relatively classic for especially the left-wing YouTube experience, which is basically take a right-wing figure and try to figure out what the fuck is wrong with them. <laughs> so let's get right started. Let's get started. Let's get started. Sorry, it's very weird when I'm holding the fucking phone on my ear. It feels very strange because I'm trying to talk into the microphone, but my mouth keeps moving to the left and I see the phone and I stop thinking. Apologies. So, <laughs> most listeners probably know about Crowder's failed attempted comedy at the earlier stages of his career. But I don't think they know just how bad it got, even for early 2010s comedy. I tortured myself for you to actually find some of it, and it's as bad as you would fucking think. Extremely forced, punching down type of shit, obsessing with how dumb them broads are and how funny <laughs> them foreigners sound. Uh, we'll see the style of so-called comedy dominate his career throughout his life as the little demon in him continues to irritatingly remind him that he's not all that funny or all that good or all that informed. In his later career, he was famously in the same room as an example with Amy Schumer, who I'm also not a big fan with, but who I think told him something along the lines of, you're not a comedian just because you did it a few times, mate. I like to fish from time to time. Doesn't make me a fisherman. Crowder mm. would, of course, go to pretty much make over 20 videos and entire specials about Amy in the later course of his life, just a tiny smidge uh, to show us just what type of dude this guy really always deep down inside was. We're talking about a guy who's probably continuously told by his, by the way, Canada-based parents at the time, like the dude pretty much grew up in Canada, but he's this big American nationalist. <laughs> why, why, why is this always the case? Like this is, There's always guys from somewhere, somewhere else, you know, his uh, Inferiority complex. They're yeah, not. Yeah. They're not us. They want to be us. They're not. They hate us because they ain't us. Exactly. <laughs> Yeehaw, baby! Fucking <laughs> Canadians coming over here, ruining the country. But unironically, like half of fucking rightoids are not from it. But okay. Uh, but yeah, his Canada-based parents probably from a very early age continuously told him that he's a very special boy. Starting him out actually on an unsuccessful path of becoming a child star. His identity, in my opinion, likely formed at that age. So solidifying his real belief that he was very, very unique. And we all know a person or two like this, but they don't talk to tens of millions of people. So he was told that he was very, very unique with this sort of um, unrecognized superiority ended up following him his whole life, leading him in particular in a market that doesn't really well, get any comedians, a market mm. which at the time was struggling to pitch its ideas both to the youth and to refresh itself in front of the 
elderly, the American troglodyte society, I mean, the Republican Party. But we are getting ahead of ourselves. Let's learn a little bit more about how chowding with crowding actually started <laughs> off and his early, early life. JT, please take it away, brother. You bet your partner. Well, on a dark and stormy night, in what would become known as the worst disaster to ever befall Detroit, Michigan. One Stephen Blake Crowder was born. His middle name is Blake. Fuck off, no. Yeah. It's not Blake. The cards are stacked against him from the beginning. NPCS. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, legend has it that little Steve didn't cry when he came out but rather launched into a 12-minute stream of perfectly pronounced racial slurs, a feat that the doctor claims hasn't occurred before or since. (laughs) Stephen was born to a French-Canadian mother, strike one, and a Californian father, (laughs) strike two. When Stephen was three, the family moved to a Montreal suburb, where little Steve added phrases like, I'd have a dart, to his repertoire. (laughs) His childhood passed, as far as we know. Uneventfully. At 12, he had a brief stint as the voice of Brain on the TV show Arthur. You guys, did you guys uh, watch Arthur? Did you have Arthur? I, I you know were? of it. I never watched the it. The animals. I know of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They anyway, know he, of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he voiced the nerdy character um, for two of the show's 25 seasons. So, side note. Oh, my God. Yeah, I watched Arthur as a kid, and if you had asked me when it ended, I would have guessed, like, I don't know, 2005 or something. But no, season 25 premiered in the year of our Lord, 2022. For those of you who want to pick up where you left off, it is uh, it has been confirmed that season 25 is going to be the last season uh, of Arthur. So pour one out for Arthur. He's been in third grade for 25 years now. So that's why Steven is losing his shit all the time <laughs> yeah. recently, last year and a half. After his illustrious run as a cartoon bear, he began to dabble in stand-up comedy at 17. And by dabble, I mean absolutely eat shit. Uh, He moved to the United States a year later, presumably because he was exiled for his jokes by the good people of Quebec. Um, Mm. But back in the States, Stephen attended two semesters of college in Burlington, Vermont. And I assume Burlington local Bernie Sanders got wind that a major piece of shit had blown into town and personally (laughs) heckled him at his attempted comedy shows, which I would pay to see. Because Bernie is a crotchety old man, and I would love to see him just (laughs) piss on Crowder from the crowd. (laughs) But Crowder did continue to attempt comedy in college, by the way. Apparently, and this is according to Crowder, so take it with a grain of salt, one of his professors laughed it off and told him that he'd never be a true comedian. So this... This strikes me as one of those, oh, well, look at me now stories, which is really yeah. cringe because, as we all know, Crowder is still not a comedian and has been told so, as we've heard, by actual comedians. He's just a painfully unfunny loser with an audience of senile Vietnam vets who really hate their wives. After college, and he didn't graduate, by the way, all of his biographies kind of sweep that under the rug. They just say he attended Champlain College. And that's not to, you know, denigrate people who don't graduate college. This guy just... He's har- always harping on, like, the value of Western education and stuff, and homie mm. dropped out. Um, mm. So after college, he landed a gig at Fox News. Presumably some low-paid intern saw one of his comedy routines and thought, hey, that's just the kind of guy we need to really get the elderly excited. So he worked at Fox from 2009 to 2012, while also posting what could uh, generously be considered political satire videos to conservative media outlets, <laughs> including the cutting-edge pajamas media <laughs> Then yeah. in, uh, in 2011, Funny Steve, as I'm told he liked to call himself, got his big break. Aww. He got to MC the most anticipated event of 2011, besides probably the release of Minecraft. CPAC. The furry con? Yeah. 
for a con. Honestly, I would not be surprised. And no one would know he was there because he'd be in his, you know, turtle suit or whatever. Mm. He's not cool mm. enough to be like a <laughs> fox or a wolf. He'd, be, he'd go as a wolf. Oh, my God. He'd go as a fucking uh-huh. wolf. Anyway, yeah, he got to MCCPAC, the Conservative Political Action Committee. And the rest, as they say, is history. Except it's a really shitty history because we're still stuck with this guy for probably another 50 years. He's only 36. Anyway, that's Steven Crowder's early life and the beginning of his rise into the Mount Olympus of conservative media. A a true titan of comedy, a Mm -hmm. brilliant mind, a sparkling intellect, and God, I can't wait to hear more about him. Go ahead, boys. Take it away. Absolutely. Even even while uh, he was at uh, Fox for a while, uh, most of his colleagues that later talked about him pretty much uh, mentioned that he was absolutely insufferable. There are unconfirmed uh, chat screenshots from one of the big heads over at Fox uh, where he's talking about how he constantly kept uh, mentioning his wife and how hot she is and he needed approval of uh, other dudes to confirm with him that uh, his wife wife is hot enough for him to continue dating. Uh, this especially is weird when it's uh, balanced out with his very staunch rhetoric about how you should never have sex before marriage and how, you know, you need to live a particular life in order to uh, bring towards you a woman who is not basically, he doesn't use those terms, but basically what he considers a degenerate. Not saying that there's anything wrong in, you know, keeping celibacy until until marriage, but obviously say that there is only only one path is correct in this thing and that people who want to make love to each other are fucked up is fucked up by itself but also shows kind of his his relationship not to the idea of celibacy but pretty much to the idea of uh, hardcore um, anxiety about uh, potential sexual experiences of uh, of his partners etc etc even at CPAC that JT mentioned where he emceed the event and so on. Uh, I try to watch parts of it that are relatively available online. The jokes continue in the same kind of pattern that he possesses, which is, you know, I guess exactly 2011 Reddit humor at this point, which is, you know, the blacks or the gays. He had one that was like... uh, why are people confused that you know you react weirdly to to gays uh, if some if like a duck walked in here right now everybody would be like oh what is a duck doing at CPAC mm-hmm. so when a, mm-hmm. a gay guy goes oh hey girl you're looking fine uh, it's normal for us to react very intensely the, the type of you can already uh, notice uh, like the, the brain cells necessary for this sort of uh, attempted humor are basically what we all heard say 700,000 times our typical bros and so on, especially during that time, uh, talk about and mention and constantly spout, which again leads us to, I think, a very uh, based in reality conclusion that uh, this guy really, 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 really thought he was special because otherwise you wouldn't think, okay, me just doing relatively, uh, not mild, but extremely cliche bro humor on stage, how is that, uh, that is going to land me, specifically me, in the, you know, in the big leagues, uh, even though you hear shit like that on uh, on a daily. So this hardcore egoism that 
uh, this man possesses, as you will see as we talk about his story, continues throughout his many different stages. Uh, when he was kicked off of uh, Fox News, as JT said, he went through a couple of uh, different websites but he uh, where his stuff was hosted, but that's when he started kind of basically realizing that he needs an independent platform only for himself, where no matter where he goes, uh, if he gets kicked off of any other platform, he will have his kind of hub. And that's when the, you know, YouTube started really, really developing. And at one point, uh, he, uh, after getting kicked off of another uh, show uh, slash channel, which is something conservative, conservative, something nobody gives a fuck, he fully <laughs> focused on his uh, Crowder uh, show. But uh, in that era, also before that era and after that era, he had uh, many little interesting experiences. He's very famous, for example, for being uh, the second most satisfying punched guy on the internet <laughs> right after, if you remember, Richard Spencer Pepe getting fucking pummeled. I think I watched that thousands of times. Uh, this this motherfucker actually unironically went and helped organize a protest against a protest where, you know, union leaders were protesting, you know, a very fucked up law, which will basically uh, lead us into the gig economy of today. You know, you can work through an app without a contract, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they went to protest the protest, which is just incredibly American thing to do. Mm. And... Um, and obviously he got the shit kicked into him uh, after a bit of a uh, kind of fisticuffy moment between uh, those like conservatives and union members. Uh, obviously the video, a video was recorded of that and he conveniently cut the part of the video where the union member got pushed by someone uh, from it so that it looks like Crowder on, uh, like got assaulted very directly. He <sighs> wanted to press charges like a proper little bitch that he is. Yeah. Uh, he sent it to the police and so on and guess what the, the law enforcement agency uh, stopped the procedure even though they very intensely uh, started in the beginning but they stopped it once uh, certain journalists send them videos that uh, show the entirety of the situation but of course coppers being coppers they were they were jumping at any opportunity to arrest some good good old uh, union members but uh, anyways back on track uh Crowther uh, migrates uh, more of his efforts to YouTube uh, and starts, as I previously mentioned, specifically Louder with Crowder, which a uh, decent name, decent name, right? Not bad. Kind of balances yeah, or, or I mean, and so on. It's easy. I can live with but it. But yeah, we can give him points for, you know, rhyming. So you know, remember, mm -hmm. he wasn't that educated. So, so a rhyme is big for him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He definitely couldn't call it laughing with Crowder because nobody does that when he yeah. they listen to him. Got him. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he was, in my opinion, kind of telling what you think. But um, a consequence of the era because when he started doing his type of shit, it was right at the beginning uh, of the 2014, 15, 16 anti-SJW craze. And it lasted, in my opinion, all the way up to the 2020s. Uh, if the internet had to have a quote-unquote uh, dark age, in my opinion, that would be it. Uh, and he jumped on the crazy bandwagon of, you know, feminista owned, she has blue hair and is not hot, haha, which is unironically mm -hmm. what he kept referring to feminists at. He was like, show me a hot feminist and, uh, you 
you know, I'll change my mind about those B words. Uh, but uh, it ended up making our boy millions, most likely, which led him to his next brilliant idea, which pretty much catapulted him to the stars, which is something most of you were most likely, unfortunately, very aware of, called Change My Mind. Uh, our boy would prepare deeply on a topic, then he would go to a college campus and totally jump unaware, tired, hangover, coffee-deprived uni students and basically tear them liberals a new one for the viewing pleasure of the unwashed hordes of his conservative viewership who had to get their rocks off at seeing these supposed liberal intellectual kids get demolished so that they can feel nice and warm about their choice in life of staying in their shithole town and probably fucking their cousins. And I say this <laughs> as a small town boy, but not a cousin fucker. Very proud. I am messed <laughs> up but every time i open a porn site and there's like cousin fox or stepsister i cringe and i wince really really not my thing not judging okay i'm judging you a bit but uh, yeah uh anyways uh this shit suffice to say was uh posted at the right time and in the right format leading to our good boy over here becoming basically a beacon of the right-wing media consumer youtube conglomerate even though ben shapiro kind of started the right-wing debate pro this guy uh, took it to, to, to another level because he managed to find how to churn out content much faster while Ben Shapiro had to be invited to give speeches and so on. This guy actually went to the colleges himself. So he positioned himself right next to Shabibo, next to Candace Owens, which, like, by the way, today I was trying to uh, remind myself of Candace's name, and I just Googled conservative black woman, and she was, like, literally all the first five results. So Google, either <laughs> that's the many. only conservative <laughs> black woman or, or Google knows its shit or knows me, uh, but yeah, Crowder was riding some fine-tuned uh, high waves up until the current popularity crisis, where just, uh, <laughs> just as it was to be expected, uh, this guy uh, turned out to not be anything uh, alike what kind of man he espouses everyone uh, is supposed to be. Um, for example, the wait until marriage before schlogging, family values, patriotism, kind of rhetoric turned out to be pretty much uh, pretense. The special boy who wasn't special at all turns out doesn't only verbally lash out like a fucking child on his own show towards pretend uh, enemies of the conservative Uberreich. Uh, no, he apparently also does that at home. And that's exactly where, for example, his divorce, which he is currently going through, comes in. And more importantly, heavy infighting with other members of the conservative media complex, which is kind of beautiful to watch. They said that only left-wingers uh, infight, uh, so I guess this makes uh, Steven Crowder basically uh, a v off uh, the far right. <laughs> which leads us into kind of the meat of today's story, which is even though his whole career is basically filled with uh, different moments of crisis and different scandals, uh, but the meat of today's story where we will kind of... Uh, 
pick and choose some of the spiciest and most uh, interesting mm. ones. Hakim, take us off with some of the ones that you found very, very For peculiar. Sure. I would love to. Um, something that immediately stood out to me about this guy, which is uh, he loves to be very masculine presenting, very, mm-hmm. you know, you know, he's a manly man and super straight and not at all, you know, <laughs> um, anything, any various slur that he would like to use mm-hmm. uh, yeah. to describe, you know, that, 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 the, the other side. Um, but he does a lot of cross-dressing, like a mm-hmm. surprising amount. Yeah, it, right. you think <laughs> You think that he would cross-dress once or twice. This guy has like at least a dozen, at yeah. least a dozen different times when he put on a wig and a fucking dress and went out to, and and like with his hairy legs out. And I get that he's trying to make a point, but I love that one of the one of his like far right buddies, basically who joined him on something and then like denounced him afterwards. He's the, the guy is still far right, but he just doesn't like crowd anymore. He said, um, "I thought we were going to be fighting against like you know the Jews and the woke crowd and this." And that and that but every day it was just us like fucking like dressing up and dre- like wearing dresses <laughs> and wigs and then i was like who are we <laughs> basically he used the stupid like oh uh, uh woke fucking uh, yeah. gets dunked on all that bullshit uh, he's like who are we destroying exactly who are we dunking on uh, uh, aside from ourselves by making this silly caricature and it's often sketches it's often sketches where he doesn't need to like change his clothes into a woman yeah. like yeah, at yeah, least 50 60 percent of them would absolutely excuse. work i mean they wouldn't work ever but they would kind of work for the conservative fucking mind flayer uh, even if he wasn't uh wearing that particular dress yeah, yeah. so i don't know if, if if it's like him you know you know deep down inside really liking that stuff which god bless i guess or number two like literally like we're continuing like childhood humor like uh, i dressed up like a woman <laughs> <laughs> so <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, no, exactly I, I, right. Yeah. But I know I know a lot of I, I know a lot of people who I would personally consider to be very traditionally masculine. Um and not one of them has ever dressed up <laughs> or cross-dressed yeah. in that way. Likewise, I like I know a lot of people who would consider themselves very progressive. They too, I don't I've never seen or at least I don't know of uh them cross-dressing. But this Jumping dude at the opportunity entire... of doing it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. But this guy who who's again Mr. Mr. Macho, Mr. Masculine has seemingly taken every every possible chance to yeah. uh, under the guise of irony and trying to make fun of it, which is again it's it's kind of like um it strikes me as uh, like we it's not gay we have our socks on <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is kind of what it strikes me as <laughs> um but whatever all right then yeah, he's, he's either he's either a child and just doing it because he thinks yeah. he genuinely thinks it's funny or you know he's secretly stella crowder and in which case we we welcome you stella just denounce those <laughs> stupid beliefs you have <laughs> another thing that is very very common with him is he likes to um he likes to be very racist but it's 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 in such an on-the-nose way that, to me, it doesn't strike me as a genuine belief. It strikes me as a way of trying to elicit a reaction. At least maybe that's just the vibe I'm getting. Oh, interesting. I'm sure that he himself is at least slightly racist, but he goes to comical levels of it right yeah um the 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 i don't know i maybe jt you live in the you know uh, belly of the beast so maybe you have a different perspective <laughs> but to me from what i've seen like real racism tends to be very insidious yes. right yeah um like they will still kind of smile on at your face but they're gonna have fucked up beliefs and they can do th- something against you and discriminate against you based on your race even in an institutional way usually in an institutional way yeah that's the way it goes um racism is very um like the as, as maybe it's a this is like my perspective as a non you know like a, I'm not an African American in the U.S. for example, but I can imagine the Arabs there also get a, a lot of racism. Mm-hmm. The guy who's like, oh, go back to your country, blah blah, that's a lot less 
damaging it's annoying of course but it's a lot less damaging than the dude who will reject you for a job like yeah. opportunity because of your race yeah right um but anyways fully act is, on it yeah his is yeah. just like, like typical uh you know they're weird they're strange they i don't i don't particularly like them i find them funny i mm-hmm. find them whatever fucked up uh, and you know maybe they don't have a place in our society etc cetera, etc cetera, but uh I wouldn't go on and put them in camps yeah. type of racist. Yeah. Racists here are soft. Like they like, I think they enjoy the stuff that Crowder does because this is the stuff that is societally unacceptable to do. Um, whereas something like, like you said, Akeem, like throwing a resume in the trash because it has mm. a, a racial sounding name that yeah. can be swept under the rug as, oh, you know, he wasn't qualified as the other guy. Like it's not, yeah. it's obviously not true, but there is an excuse for it. Whereas, you know, calling someone a racial slur, there is no excuse for that really. So I think that's why yeah. they, they gravitate towards it because they want to do that exactly. stuff, but they can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they do the exactly right. So they do the impotent, but very eye catching, you know, like racism. Right. Just by, I'm again, the two different definitions of what impotent could be. Of course, somebody could feel very bad by hearing this stuff, blah, blah, blah. There is a history of, there's a lot of nuance to this discussion, but that's my, my, my way of seeing his racism is it's clearly trying to get a reaction. Mm-hmm. He's not being racist for like Stephen Molyneux is racist for just racist sake. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, um, He's not doing it that to get was a, a fucking He's throwback, bro. Yeah, fucking mulling you, man. Why did you bring that thing back into my brain? Oh lord, <laughs> lord! Uh, now I'm vibrating. What happened to that like, guy? I'll get, uh, uh, I don't know. He got knocked out, knocked off of YouTube, and now he makes videos where he's like, "Actually, apartheid South Africa was good for the blacks." That's basically <laughs> what he. <laughs> and he literally will do like an hour half video trying Golly. to show. You know, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways. One of the videos that he has, he does these incredibly racist stereotypes of African-Americans because of some policy yeah. of, like, funding for black farmers or something. And he does, like, you know, very stupid, like, hacky 90s, like, yeah. comedian, right? Like, oh, I'm uh, fucking, I'm going to tap that ass. Yeah. And a bad African-American accent, what would be considered one? Because there are many different dialects across sure, the United yeah. States. All this bullshit, right? Surprisingly, uh, for a very short period of time, YouTube suspended uh, his ability to earn ads on his channel yeah. um, because of some stuff. But then, if then they went, oh, actually, it's fair. You, uh, it's it's fair. It's um, what's it called? Uh, free speech. Yeah. Uh, and he was able to do it again. Christ. He also has done a fully uniformed recreation of the killing of George Floyd um, to supposedly prove that George Floyd didn't die <laughs> because of a, a cop's knee on his neck. And <laughs> the video is still up. <laughs> so uh, yes. That's unbelievable. It was very uncomfortable on my leg, but Mm. there is no way that I could have been killed uh, from this. The insane part about this stuff is that that his channel is, as as far as I know, still monetized. He's still making, Mm. I think the estimate I saw was $80,000 a month off of AdSense. Just Um, ads. Just ads alone, by the way. He has a a thousand other streams of revenue, but just ads alone more than anyways. yeah. Yeah. And the people who put up videos are like, hey... You know, here's a clip from this guy's channel. This is wrong. Here's why it's wrong. Those get demonetized, which is insane. Moving on. Uh, Crowder seems to, I guess we touched on this a bit earlier, he doesn't get along with other right-wing chuds, uh, which is surprising. You, again, uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the point that, that you got me brought up, which is very right, is like, yeah, they got a lot of infighting. We just, it's not, I guess, as highlighted uh, yeah. or maybe as animated as, as uh, left-wing infighting, <laughs> but uh, they do love to infight. Um, and we're like, oh, you know, <laughs> you're not theoretically pure enough. My, my ancient <laughs> text from fucking 83 yeah. years ago from some <laughs> overweight Italian guy says that you're not a real socialist. Meanwhile, these people are like, you're not white enough for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, you're, I think this case, millions, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, or in this case, like you, you don't allow me. You, you hurt my profit motive. So mm-hmm. in a in a way, it's you know uh, the the capitalist will hey, sell the market, us, baby. Uh, the, 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 the market, market is what's going to bring itself. down. <laughs> no, it's absolutely incredible. He like after getting some criticism uh, regarding his potential divorce, uh, you know. W- Actually, before getting criticism for his divorce, after admitting he was getting divorced, uh, he got in a lot of shit by calling out a so-called conservative company that wanted to sign a a contract with him for uh, being extremely greedy and being in line with what he calls the media industrial complex, that uh, the main reason his show exists is to fight the Mm -hmm. media industrial complex. And this company apparently uh, told him that in case he gets demonetized again completely... Uh, he would have to actually get a pay cut of 25%, which, like, not, you know, tap the, the back of a fucking conservative media company, but it's a pretty great fucking deal. Basically, mm-hmm. most of mm-hmm. their streams of income would disappear, and they would cover 75% of that cost. Yeah, uh, yeah. But Ridiculous. for a, yeah, but for a while, he was saying, you know, the, I'm not going to mention which company it is, I'm not going to mention which company it is, but uh, basically, he fucked with the, with the wrong motherfuckers. Basically, the titan the future of fox which is mm. daily wire turned mm. out it was and uh, you know the big boss together with shapibo of of the daily wire responded uh, relatively rationally for a right-wing chud and he was like uh, dude like this is a business we run this as a business which again shows you you know very directly why these people do mm. this uh, yeah. so us covering 75 percent isn't uh, is a great fucking deal etc etc steven crowder lost his shit about that and started posting some recorded phone calls which by the way apparently everybody says that he records absolutely every phone call that he has uh, but in those phone calls the daily wire people looked uh, much better than he thought that they would look like (laughs) and at that point you know once uh, that sort of provocation was uh, was extended the Daily Wire uh, media complex uh, which he's now fighting very intensively, which he says that uh, is in cahoots with uh, big media and big money and a lot of conservatives. Like, y- y- you would listen to Steven Crowder and be like, man, he's right about to get it. He's right about to get it. He says stuff <laughs> like, uh, mm. there's so, like, most conservatives, spokespeople uh, just want to get money out of you. They are feeding off of your insecurities in order for them to sell you more shit, etc. Et I'm like, oh my God, like, come on now like welcome to the movement or whatever but then he spins around and he's like but that's because they're corrupted by the media industrial complex which wants to destroy America and family values I'm like oh Jesus Mm -hmm. fuck that's great Uh, but (laughs) yeah so so he absolutely so he uh, so the Daily Wire basically really organized around him using their two uh, greatest uh, tools at their disposal which is Candace Owens obviously and and Ben Shabibo and they have been tearing him a new one like fucking Mm. hard man Man, yeah. this man no longer. It's seems actually kind of fun, yeah. It it's is, actually kind it of is. funny the the, the 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 level that they the, they didn't need to really, but they dug they they dug yeah. in deep. They um, dug in deep and went personal, right? Sorry for interrupting yeah. because like it's no, super no, interesting how personal they go. Like obviously you left wing in fighting. Sometimes we mention oh, you're fat and you look like this and blah blah blah. You know, okay, but uh, but there because there's. Like there's no there's no ideology. I mean, there is ideology there, but you know what I mean. There's no there's no uh, doc, there's no, no honor amongst thieves. Is what you're trying <laughs> yeah, to say. Yeah, no, but yeah. there's also there's no school of thought, right? So you can't yeah. go and you say I don't like Crowder because he has this and this perspective of the traditional family or on 
the free market, etc. You know, like the uh, libertarian imbeciles uh, get in a fight when another libertarian says, uh, I actually think people should uh, get driver's licenses, right, (laughs) before getting a car. Uh, So they don't attack each other based on that because they basically believe the same shit and most of them don't even believe the same shit. They just are in it for the fucking cash. So they have to do personal attacks, right? Because there's no other type of attack that they can really do. And personal attacks get very, very spicy. I'm going to leave it off to you, Hakim, just before this one, because obviously Crowder is right now going through a very tough divorce uh, (laughs) and he's, you know, blaming everything on the wife, which uh, we'll talk about later. Uh, But Candace Owens comes out and says, uh, yo, this dude like was hitting up my DMs much before when he was, uh, uh, you know, saying that he is uh, still with his wife, uh, et cetera, et cetera, before he started talking that, huh. uh, you know, they're potentially divorcing. So this dude is just a classic fucking uh, Nimrod, but it's interesting that other rightoids are uh, showing just how big of a yeah. uh, Nimrod he is. Well, it's it's weird to see them do that because normally they're pretty yeah unified. they're bad for each other yeah because yeah. it's it's they've got some very core pillars that they all agree upon no matter what so they don't have this this constant bickering that we have on the left and there's some of it like you see here but like this when you get right down to it they just look bad because they are splitting hairs over you know multi tens of millions of dollars of like contracts which is just mm. gross even to the conservatives who would watch this stuff it's like man you got offered 50 million dollars that's mm. more money than yeah. any of us will make in multiple lifetimes Lifetimes, and you're complaining like Mm. what this is so you're shooting yourselves in the foot both daily wire and this loser over oh no i'm not getting paid my worth which is how many tens of millions of dollars more would it require it's like it's just it seems like a misstep which so i feel like are we missing something is this is this a ploy are we being 40 chest but i think these people are just being like petty and stupid this time something that that is missing from this conversation i think jt just mentioned that is that the the deal that he turned down which he called a slave contract he told he was always big tech censorship it was slave 50 contract. million dollars yeah and by the way the the the, the, the um, details that he had an issue with was that essentially it was a four-year contract it was non-binding number one and number two included in the in the text like like bin verbatim included in the text an optional two-year extension at the rate of an additional $25 million. So this guy is looking at for a, what, four to six to eight years, roughly, depending on how they calculate it at the end, he's looking to uh, to, to be on the earning end of $75 million fucking dollars. $75 million for a guy who makes the lowest rung of garbage to be posted Any on YouTube. Any of us could it's- make that. We could do that yeah. today and do it more it's, convincingly and funnier than yeah, he could. Yeah, <laughs> oh but this God. is the thing that is it, like my point being is look at the insane funds these yeah. people get thrown at them yeah. for literal garbage, dog shit, disinformation that can be disproven with a single uh, Google search. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's mind boggling, and that's why I, I hate the fucking like oh George Soros and the fucking yeah. left and the, all all of it is always projection. No, I promise you, nobody, even the fucking. Uh, the biggest possible like left-wing figure and i mean real left not fucking you know somebody who dresses up in in fancy wigs and and, and has nice lighting and makeup um and even those people the, the most lukewarm of lukewarm social democrats do not get paid these amounts of money mm. right for the for the mm-hmm. bullshit they make yeah and it's oh lord and then people will come and bullshit uh, bullshit us being like oh yeah well you get patreon like you people support you on patreon <laughs> yeah. fuck you have two thousand people support us yeah. 
Um, Dude, I don't have the the, 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 the Koch brothers, Koch brothers, brothers. How how the fuck you say it? <laughs> the Koch brothers. I don't have I don't have fracking billionaires raining money on me to make YouTube garbage. Okay, yeah. speaking with YouTube. Oh my god! Like again, I don't know if most people have actually bothered to watch his videos, Crowders. Um, I had the displeasure of sitting just through a few, and it really is the bottom of the barrel stuff like i i, I, I say this with a very heavy heart ben shapiro's stuff wow is better quality like <laughs> wow. research wise, but it's general, still garbage it is yeah it is they have better writers they have absolutely everything yeah. steven crowder right now is hiring like absolutely fucking crazy and nobody mm-hmm. really wants to work with him even even in that industry i mean he's no, trying yeah. to build basically another daily wire because he feels like he's ostracized from the daily wire so he wants to create a counter project etc uh, etc mm. et of the real right wing versus the other right wing. really reminds me of, me of the left leg <laughs> we are the real left <laughs> <laughs> we have the right uh, for, you know word after marxist you know the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the more words the, after the, marxist you have the writer you are sorry please. Yeah. <laughs> crowder's fourth international uh, <laughs> <laughs> <same JT. laughs> i was just saying i wonder if we're going to see a consolidation <laughs> here something. among the media right like is has Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire have they won? Is that the end of it? Is everything going to have to coalesce around Daily Wire now and become subsidiaries of that? If like this is how they treat, I guess they see him as competitors. Uh, uh, I, don't I think know. it's the aspiration. I think it's the, like any up and coming conservative yeah. like dipshit will aspire to eventually be signed with the Daily yeah. Wire because that's where all the money and advertising and power is. Like that they'll be able to move stuff for you. I guess and you got PragerU as well. Yeah. Yeah, but it's all under the fucking same umbrella. All these people have get funded from the same sources. Yeah. That being said, though, if anybody, because because uh, you uh, you just mentioned that uh, Crowder is hiring right now. Uh, if any <laughs> of you were like, hey, you know what? He does have millions of dollars to throw around. Maybe I'll go work for him. Just listen to this. After the the stuff that was coming out with his with his wife divorce divorcing him. Uh, of course, this is like very sensitive, like personal life stuff. We're not getting yeah. all sides, blah blah blah. But it's still it's uncomfortable to be peering into this life. He maybe some maybe he's fucking mentally ill. I don't know. So this is one aspect that I'm like, yeah, he's abusing his wife and that's fucked up and she should leave uh, and he should, you know, be rightfully ostracized for it uh, or whatever the appropriate, you know, uh, treatment is according to the courts and and, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of people are focused on this point and it's it's kind of a weak, like, character point. He is a bad person because of so much other stuff, right? And to just go on this uh, point, I I think it weakens our our, our analysis and it weakens the, the, the drive I guess of the point. Um, People just love bitter- personal hypocrisy, and that's, that's yeah. yeah, that's what and, sticks out. And, yeah, and, that, and, and I, I agree. Yeah, but there's also a lot of bitter divorced people uh, yeah, who true. may look at this and maybe they will disagree with 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 Crowder, but then they'll see how he's being treated in the media and be like, oh well, I don't think that mm. I was the or I maybe they weren't abused or whatever the fuck uh, or were abusers whatever, uh, and they got out of their relationship or they were left and then as a result they begin to sympathize with him despite disagreeing with him yeah. and they create this you know but I, I do understand like the personal hypocrisy is very true he's not embodying the morals that he claims to have and that's something that should be rightfully criticized but, but i it's think not, but, but yeah but, focusing... but it's not only that his perspective towards divorce is like he unironically believes that a wife should not be able to physically or legally yeah, leave cringe. her husband like yeah, yeah, he's, 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 like fascistic he's fucking ideology like yeah but it's, then it's, that's, it's, the, the reason it's like that is because otherwise that's that's the only way he'd be able to keep down <laughs> keep down a wife <laughs> yeah, both exactly. literally like, and, knows, and yeah. figuratively uh, it's it's horrible yeah but my, my point being this is kind of like to, to summarize it it's it's a very common right-wing tactic to go yep. after like character like that 
you know um sometimes like it's a martin luther right. king yeah yeah exactly right you know it doesn't it, it's better to 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 go at the core of the 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 ideology or the points and perspectives that he's bringing forth because if crowder goes away then he goes away but the perspectives can be said by anybody yeah. else so if you target the perspectives and break those down then you kind of take this weapon out of the hands of all the fucking chuds that exist but if you just criticize the one guy on his personality flaws then you're just you're bringing the one guy down do you understand my, my yeah point? cutting one head off yeah. a hydra he's just a mouthpiece exactly. yeah exactly right uh anyways moving on um for the people who would be like oh maybe i'll work for him for two months and then i'll get out uh he after this he sent uh crazy non-disclosure agreements to people who, was, who were working under him uh which included like hundred thousand dollar breach of contract penalties all wow. nonsense right and he was like oh you have until tomorrow to sign it uh and if you and basically he kind of tried to um uh what's the word in english um intimidate them by being like oh if you don't sign it then that's th- that's how i'll know that you've been talking to to some journalist or something about me he he began interrogating his staff um because he had some media leaks that exposed abusive behavior at work which by the way let me just mention a few things Uh, i'm going to quote uh the abusive behavior at work included allegations of bullying inappropriate drug use and lewd sexual workplace misconduct crowder responded to this point uh with something that i want jt to clarify please uh crowder said to to sexual workplace misconduct he said if you're not okay with guys playing sack tap then this isn't the place for you <laughs> could you please explain to me what fucking sack tap is all right sure so you're standing um, next to your boys right all right okay. you, you know side by side shoulder to shoulder mm. what you do i'm the weird guy you... in this podcast Jesus yeah fucking you take yeah. your you take your if your homies on your right you take your right hand and you backhand mm. him in the balls, just real quick, okay. just like like slat, like you flick your wrist and hit him in the balls, and it really hurts. I see that sack tap. Apparently, it's a <laughs> game. It's it was like a high school thing for maybe like yeah. a the, half a year that I remember. Like, oh, we got mm. you, bro, in like in the locker room, stuff like that. Mm. But like to do <laughs> it as a thirty-six-year-old adult in the workplace, it's just <laughs> bizarre. I got you, bro. I love me do it over palm. Special, <laughs> I love yeah. up your balls, bro. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you got beautiful foreskin, bro. <laughs> but he did show his dick to a lot of people in his balls. Yeah, and that's what, that's what I'm getting to. That, yeah, that, that's what I'm going to. <laughs> and I'm quoting again. Crowder regularly engaged in unhinged tirades, forced subordinates to wash his dirty laundry, and what? even exposed his genitals to coworkers. Um, several of the sources claim they first-hand witnessed Crowder exposing himself. He climbed over and dropped his junk on top of Jared's shoulder, one ex-staffer <laughs> said. <laughs> Critical I support mean, for Jared. Yeah, oh. that, that's horrible, but just that's so funny. <laughs> dropped his junk. What, would, what did he climb over? <laughs> like, uh, I don't fight. Uh, imagine I, him scuttling over like a cubicle wall, like Smeagol or yeah. something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh this doesn't get better, by the way. He went on to hire a, a guy with a stupid fucking name, Michael Spadone. Maybe yeah. Spadone, maybe he's Italian. Uh, but he's a far right guy, which makes it even more funny that he's that he's Italian. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think I need to clarify here. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, this guy is a former member of something called Project Veritas, uh, which I've only lo- loosely heard of before. Um, I'll get into that. Uh, this this Michael guy, he was accused of kissing and groping a former colleague, and a, a lawsuit was basically called out and. He, it was settled for $270,000. So basically a guy of his ilk, he decided to bring on and hire, despite the fact that this was ongoing with this dude. Um, What is Project Veritas? It's apparently a far right, uh, like fake news propaganda arm, Mm -hmm. uh, which makes like faker, uh, doctor, they make doctored videos and audio clips and all that kind of stuff to try to push essentially conspiracy theories. Um, Most of their endeavors have failed unsurprisingly, 
but they still exist. And the funding is the most interesting part. They get funded through something called Donors Trust, which is basically a conservative money pot that the the Koch brothers or whatever the fuck they're they're called, uh, they fund uh, and other mega wealthy um, either uh, institutions or quote unquote charitable uh, like endowments, this kind of stuff. The general endowment for Donors Trust is over $200 million for all this fucking wacky far-right nonsense again the amount of money that's fucking fly- i promise you at the height of of, of like soviet uh, foreign like positive foreign policy where they're supporting political movements all around the world this is only then did you see amounts that would get close to this yeah right but in the united states this is made for a fucking something that started like as a forum project mm-hmm. eh, whatever mm-hmm. it's, it's just it's it's you might remember project veritas from they were one of their high profile things was in 20 20- 2015, 2016, I think, where there was a fake video of like some nurse like cutting up a fetus or something, or like trying to sell baby like aborted baby parts or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there was a huge hubbub about a hubbub, excuse me, about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that was there. That's what most people know Project Veritas for, I think. I but, see. Uh, but yeah, they've been around for a while, um, at least a decade now, and they're just just constantly pushing fake, literally fake videos. And trying to whip the right up into a frenzy. It's very bizarre. AI is gonna is coming for the jobs, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this, this was all I had for his. He has so many of them, but these are just the things I want to highlight. Specifically, that he he dropped his junk on on top of Jared's shoulder. That's the. Um, we really need to. This is the title. This should be the title of the yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped his junk on top of Jared's shoulder. That's a great idea. Uh, okay, boys, it's time. I think I need to come clean. Mm. Here we go. I have never once heard. Crowder's voice. I've never watched a video where he where you're he, blessed. Uh, yeah, I. This is something I I really have trouble with. I've been doing this stuff on YouTube for quite a long time now, and I I hadn't heard Jordan Peterson until the Up Yours Woke Moralists clip that was everywhere on Twitter, <laughs> and that's still pretty much all I've heard from him. Besides like the YouTube poop things where they just do like mashups and make him say stuff. Um, <laughs> like they put him in Bioshock. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like that's the only thing because I can't watch these things because I watch them and then I'm, I'm going to earn myself my first ever bleep here. I am filled with just <laughs> <laughs> they are the it's worst human beings. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I can't watch them. It's I don't know how people hate watch. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm defective. But man, I, I've never been able to do it. Nah, man. It's uh, it, it takes a certain like hatred of yourself, I think, yeah. as well as just the sh- sh- like sheer perseverance to be able to get through it. It's yeah. it's garbage. And the <laughs> worst part of uh, about it is one one is more like annoying than the other to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, Shapiro is the worst one. Uh, Prager used like fucking overly moist, but sometimes dry mouth irritates me. He, <laughs> he seems like he always has fucking disgusting coffee breath, and he has the the stupid chewy gums that the uh, yeah yeah he, he it's, it's, it disgusts me. Uh, he strikes me Prager, Mister Penis Prager or whatever the fuck his name yeah. is. Uh, he Penis strikes Prager, me as the kind yeah. of guy that always tries to kiss his like grand nephew uh, niece yeah. or whatever who's like eight years old and he go- comes in with lips that's the kind of guy he strikes me as Yuck. and it smells like dust uh, crowder <laughs> is again one of those yeah just very loud obnoxious and trying to overcompensate for his lack of masculinity um by making a caricature of what a man is by doing this big fucking you know uh ben shapiro does this thing where he just talks so quickly in hopes of being like oh yeah I, i'm saying bullshit but i'm yeah. talking so quickly that you won't you won't possibly catch it <laughs> um they're all just yeah. losers 
though, yeah. which is so, which is so strange to me because the right's whole thing is like they are the Ubermensch, they are strong, they are men, they are what you know the the elite, but in the good way, like the physical elite. Like I don't, how do people watch little twerps like Ben mm. Shapiro? And be like, yeah, now that's a real man. It's like these dudes have never picked up a weight in their lives. Like Ben Shapiro <laughs> is like with his two small shirts carrying the single piece of wood from Lowe's. I'm like, this dude, this dude, a stiff wind would knock him over. Like, what? Mm. <sighs> I don't get it. Ben Shapiro, though, kind of kind of swole, though. Ben Shapiro is kind of swole now. I don't know if you've is seen he, that video where he, where he shows off his biceps. Ben, ben Shapiro kind of swole. You don't Piro. fuck with no poor Ben Shapiro like this. Hey, good for him. So there's many he's, factors. He's, he's, there's, he's punching the air against uh, <laughs> female sexuality. Everybody was telling him that. It's possible for a woman to be aroused. He's gearing up to fight the science. Jesus but, Christ. Uh, uh, yeah, regardless, uh, tying masculinity to physical strength is also, yeah, it's, can be pro- problematic at times. Of course. Um, because that's what, what, the, what the right likes to do a lot. Yeah. Um, of course. Well, that's, yeah, that's I mean, all I mean. Like, not, I'm not saying it's legitimate. I'm just saying mm-hmm. this, is, this is what their people believe about men. The people who watch mm-hmm. them expect a certain kind of man. Look, uh, I will share uh, a hadith from the noble prophet. Uh, where he said the strong is not the one who overcomes the people by strength but the strong is the one who controls himself while in anger mm. and that's a that's a I think a, a, a very nice yeah I, I think that's the kind of like at least my personal perception uh, of what a man is mm. also of course it's good to you should train you should you know you should make yourself physically strong make make savage the body and sophisticate the mind all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh, as Mao said uh, but at the end of the day I think it's that not yelling at your heavily pregnant wife because she's yeah. going to give some medication to your dog and being like oh no but I'm the man I have to put my foot down <laughs> this is not what you know and, and of course by the way interesting that his perspective at the same time inhabits oh I want to keep my wife down but also I want to cross dress and then go into like campuses and interview people yeah uh, <laughs> So maybe he's strangely progressive. <laughs> um, progressive for me, but not for thee. Yeah, even exactly right. I mean, they, they all at this point have built uh, specific audience types, right? You have Ben Shapiro, which is for the quasi-intellectual. You have uh, Candace Owens for uh, the minorities. You have uh, uh, obviously Crowder for people who consider themselves relatively edgy um, you have a fucking Tucker Carlson is for it who is for like you know the very classic classic conservative uh, suit and tie guy they have their whole little thing like properly distributed but what's going to be interesting is that no, no matter how big the internet is at one moment that market would need to be cornered and when you're treating ideology exclusively as a business model the way quite literally all of them do and this has been proven thousands of times from internal communications and so on from uh, Carlson all the way down to Candace uh, at one moment moment they will understand that this market is not necessarily infinite especially when targeting the u.s one tucker is already traveling around the world trying to uh to spread that he even met the fucking serbian president or some shit the mm. other month that was mm. weird two of my worlds colliding but uh sorry straying from the topic but yeah at one moment they will realize that uh just i don't know the, in the last episode we we're talking about the imperial powers realizing that you know you gotta start physically fighting for certain markets uh because all of them are kind of taken 
uh, right-wing uh, social media personalities, news personalities, or whatever you want to call them, will have to uh, engage in a sort of uh, small uh, war of attrition because they w- they are driven not by ideological fervor or by the wish to see their world uh, come to be, but most of them, I very strongly believe this when it comes to the American uh, online right. I'm talking about these personalities, not uh, online right-wingers just are doing it in order to make the bigger buck. And we already see the consequence of this uh, internal strife uh, starting starting up. So so in in a way, the market really is self-regulating. The the Mm -hmm. hand of the market is slapping around uh, the right-wingers by making them kill each other. But uh, unfortunately, I don't think this will lead to uh, the death of anyone's particular audience unless they do Mm -hmm. something that is so hardcore that uh, the right rejects you the way we had with that what was his name Greek name or some shit then uh, Milo Yiannopoulos yeah. yeah Milo Yiannopoulos thank you who you know went into pedophilia and then you you know you don't touch it like that so unless somebody really goes into something like that right off the deep like, end yeah exactly reactionaries in, the, in their very nature are uh, creatures of uh, constant conflict, are creatures who uh, who feed off of thinking that they are in the right versus someone else. So this uh, inter- uh, internal fighting might actually fuel... Uh, fuel many audiences where uh, you have, you know, big patriots of Crowder versus big patriots of uh, Ben Shapiro, but also a very large crowd in the middle who kind of bounces in between because they want to be part of the so-called great discourse and so on. Uh, but we'll see We'll see what comes uh, in the future as more and more uh, personal scandals about these people come out. And as Hakim said, this is not, you know, what needs to be super concisely targeted because it doesn't at the end of the day really lead right-wing people uh, Mm. uh, away from them again except if it's pedophilia even though Milo is kind of having a comeback I remember him hanging out with Kanye West or some shit okay whatever Mm. Uh, but obviously the the, the continuous infighting is is creating a a more fragmented image of them in the eyes of the so-called centrist and that leaves space for uh, a relatively more unified left than the one it is now, as I'm talking especially online, of uh, kind of eating eating that up. Uh, we'll see where it goes, but the likes of uh, the likes of Crowder are not going to be removed uh, anytime soon because uh, you know uh, idiotic bro humor still works, uh, heavily patriarchal worldviews still work. Uh, because, you know, literally selling a T-shirt, he probably made millions of it with, mm. uh, you know, Che Guevara on it and writing socialism is for uh, uh, still works. And as long as uh, there is reactionary sentiment in our societies and as uh, long as they keep decaying the way they do because of the market economy that we have so readily embraced, uh, the more motherfuckers like this are going to sprout out, no matter how much infighting they might be doing as they're doing it. Beautiful. Yeah, just go out and <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like all, everywhere. Just <laughs> all over the country. Uh, that would be a solution. If you can actually like get into their studios and 
and then uh, upload okay, the yeah, video to their channel. This is going to be the, the most elaborate series of bleeps. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you help me, please. Not I mean, yes, and I agree 100%, very based. Um, but sadly, our, our dear listeners will not will not uh, get the full, uh, the full picture. I get the idea. <laughs> uh. With all this being said, uh, Crowder is just another face uh, in in the sea of of absolute chuds that permeate uh, the internet space. These people are just hoping to get their chance to go and spread absolute dosh because it's incredibly easy. It's very lucrative, as you can see. Um, And also, it is fulfilling to the the weird, uh, quasi uh, nebulous uh, political beliefs of these people, which always hover around very strange, like, oh, I'm a conservative Christian, but not like that. Uh, also, I don't want immigrants, but you know, my wife is Asian uh, (laughs) and like, you know, it's just a mishmash of contradictory beliefs and all this we need to remember is a very bad, um, attempt to maintain the status quo and then push a different kind of approach to the status quo. But regardless, it's all embedded in the same system, which is a capitalist system. And that's what allows the shit to be uh, propagated. This is what allows this stuff to remain under nonsense, like very obviously racist and, and speech that is completely not okay and clearly made with the intention of hurting others and made to specifically uh, isolate and, and, and attack individual ethnic groups or other uh, groups of people. Not in jest, not in any you know way of actual critique, if that even is possible, in, in, in different to different extents, but specifically with the hopes of being racist or sexist or what have you. Um, this is something that the capitalist system allows because there are ad bucks in it. Um, not only this, but also it is a supreme example of focusing on the culture war to distract you from the class war, which is what all of this eventually boils down to. Um, so read some theory, organize, and try to forget the noise, but also dunk on it from time to time because it's very fun. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> With all that being said, this has been the program. I'm Hakeem. I'm JT. And I'm Yugopnik. And actually, it's a good thing that socialism is for f- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. Look, come on, we're <laughs> inclusive as <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs>